When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Such fucking minion, though. Why does it always rain on me? Is it because I love Hello everyone and welcome to the Rubber Report Player Ratings Podcast where Sunderland have managed to draw 1-1 with Doncaster conceding a last minute goal positively through the game and right at the end we've completely thrown it away. We're now down to 8th so a great improvement under Parkinson in the year he's been in charge. Anyway I'm joined by Niall and Bomber. How are we doing lads? Well. Alright and yeah not so well. Yeah. Well <laughs> what, what do you want? With, what it, I mean how can we reply to that and to be fair, it's a difficult question to ask that. I, I got some grief off off a listener, Dorothy, who I actually used to work with and uh, this week for saying I'm too negative. So, Dorothy, I am sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> this isn't going to be much better. Oh. Um, so we'll, we'll crack on to the game. You know, I thought the first 20 minutes was a little bit of a boring game. Obviously, I think both teams were feeling each other out. Big uh, shout for penalty on the 20th minute bomber. Lyndon Gooch going down under a strong tackle. Stonewall for me, wasn't it? it was, yeah, I don't know how it's yeah, not been given. 100% a pen. And I'm going to call Gav out for this because he was in the WhatsApp group <laughs> saying initially he didn't think it was a penalty. So give your eyes a wash, Gav. No, Bomber, <laughs> what he actually said was, he actually said he made a meal of it. That's what, that's what uh, he yeah, said. That was right, his yeah. word. Let's, if we're going to embarrass him, let's embarrass him properly. Yeah, I'm, so I'm it's not, it wasn't, he's gone from Stonewall penalty, which everyone else was, was shouting about, to he's made a meal of it. So Gav, give your head a wobble, mate. <laughs> it's a it is it is a stone wall or how it's not been given i i do not know but yeah yeah I mean, it goes on uh niall in the 42nd minutes we take the lead nice play by Lyndon gooch to drop the ball off to grant ledbetter who hits an absolute rocket into the top corner and what a wonderful goal that is yeah i mean it's it's one of a million isn't it it's it's one of them goals when it you know because it, it went in off the crossbar which makes it look even better um, you know, I think that's a difference between a, a very good goal and a screamer. It's a screamer if it goes in off the bar, <laughs> and it went in off the bar. So no, it was it was an absolute beauty. And yeah, like I say, Gooch did did really well holding the ball up, dropping it off for him. And I mean, he, he's got that in his luck. I you know over the years he has he has done that every now and again. We know he's capable of it at times, but that was yeah. I think everyone was in. I, I didn't even celebrate it because I was in more disbelief. 
than what I, what I was sort of happy. Oh, I celebrated it, now. I celebrated it properly. Like. I was kind of just <laughs> staring at the screen, thinking, what have I just seen? Like, that, that was my celebration. I think Luca Nine was uh, was in disbelief as well, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah. Seeing his hands on his head. <laughs> yeah. uh, Luca Nine had a five run nil-nil, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's probably where our joy ended. Uh, in the second half, not really come out with... Not really played very well. I think Charlie White, I would say, very guilty of not defending from the front, just conceding fouls, giving the ball away far too easy. You know, we've let them come back into the game and it looked as if we were going to see it out, Bomber, but then in the 92nd minutes, I mean, it's it's a horrible goal, isn't it? I mean, Flanagan gets done too easy. Bailey Wright has been fantastic all season, but he should be doing a lot better. It's it's an awful goal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. It, it, it's a terrible goal to concede any time of the, of the game, but to do it with 30 seconds left on the clock is absolutely heartbreaking. And I I feel bad for, for Flanagan because I thought he would, up until that point he was absolutely brilliant um, mm-hmm. defensively. He did get turned a little bit too easily. I think he just got caught the wrong side of the play. He was on the left-hand side and the players turned in inside. He did well actually to not then challenge for the ball and, and potentially give away a penalty. But w- I don't know what's happened, but how Bailey Wright's ended up on the floor on the edge mm-hmm. of the six-yard box with no one really around him, instead of clearing the ball, like, I don't know. And then it's just a bit of a scramble and it's ended up in and Bailey Wright's kind of done the the thing that you do if you're you're guilty of giving a chance away. He's, he's looked at the linesman, stuck his hand up and then shouted for offside. But it, it, there was never going to be an offside in there at all. No. But yeah, heart-wrenching. To be honest on that, for me, um, I've expected that to happen. You know, we like, you know, step, standing back from them, we... Our manager who decides he's not going to make any subs until the 82nd minute. You're not overly shocked, are you, that we've, that we've done that? No. I mean, I mean, no, now it's happened. You kind of look back and it's it's frustrating and annoying, but you kind of think typical something. And, you know, it was always coming. But at, at the time, I don't think it was always coming. I mean, yeah, they, you know, they were getting back into the game. But I wouldn't say we were under constant pressure. I mean, how, like, Remy Matthews, did he have that much to do with it? Not really. Um, no. Second no. half, I, I mean, I can't remember a difficult one he had to save at all. So me and Bomber were speaking before the, the podcast and Bomber was saying how we defended well and we did defend well. I mean, as I just completely agree with what Bomber just said for for the last goal there. It was it was difficult to take because it was just sloppy and and, and just bad. I, I never really felt threatened by Doncaster. There was the one chance I had right at the start of the second half, which went wide but other than that they, you know they didn't look like much going forward they looked poor and you mm. know and and Bomber said beforehand that it was it was more down to sort of them playing poorly which is what their commentators were saying but I mean for me I, I don't think it was it was that I think we defended well I thought we're you know we're we're played a measured kind of game of football and we're we're quite level-headed and We've had a, a concentration lapse and in, in like, you know, the substitutes which were made, obviously we'll get on to that, but I don't, they don't really make much sense. But yeah, it was, I, I wouldn't say I expected it, but now it's happened. It's kind of, mm. yeah, was always going to happen, if that makes sense. I mean, my my one slight kind of take on that is, I I mean, I, that they didn't threaten, but neither did we, Bomber. And, and my, it has happened so many times this season where, yeah, we've scored a goal, you know, a, a great goal at that, but, what else have we done, attacking-wise? You know, I mean, we haven't tested Joe Lumley, who was an emergency loan goalkeeper. We haven't tested him at all today. You know, he's he's not had a save to make, has he, really? No, and it's, that's the story of our season, Ant, is that we get a goal and we think that that's enough and we, we back ourselves to, to see the games out rather than, than try and go and kill a game off. I think, we, I think Gooch had half a chance on the edge of the box in that second half. 
Um, and th- they had one as well, which they probably should have stuck away. But that was it, really. The two other half chances we had were right at the end. And, and unsurprisingly, they both came from Embleton being on the ball. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, you know, it's it's taken a, an absolute wonder strike from Ledbetter to for us to even go one goal up. Take those goals, uh, you know, they're, they're one in a million strikes, aren't they? You take that out and it's a nil-nil game, really. It's just one bit of magic and one mistake that's led to two goals and it's ended up in a in a one one draw. And we should be we should be expecting more. We should we should be expecting to, to at one nil up, we should be expecting to kill that game off. Um, or at least create enough chances to do. And you could tell that Doncaster had almost resigned themselves to to a one nil defeat. There was there was five minutes left on the clock and their goalkeepers stood on the ball, passing it between the centre backs. It that you know, at that point you should be desperate to lump that ball forward and get everyone as far forward as you can. Yeah. They've resigned themselves to, to a one nil defeat and we gifted it them. Absolutely gifted yeah. it them. We'll quickly touch on the subs, Nail. I mean they changed the rules. Obviously, the EFL's changed the rules that we can now use five subs. I mean, while that benefits Sunderland, I have no idea, but Phil Parkinson apparently is championed for it. And it's like I say, I mean, you could tell Lyndon Gooch, for one, he took a knock through a strong tackle. You can tell he wasn't right. He was limping. You know, Chris Maguire looked tired from an early point in the second half. Charlie White hasn't done anything at all in the second half. Why has he waited 82 minutes to make a sub? I think that's absolute criminal. And I actually think that's cost us a game. I think Phil Parkinson's cost us two points today. I'd agree. I'd agree. It's it's always been quite difficult for me because everybody knows my my take on Parkinson when he got the job. But uh, you know, I, I I cannot defend him anymore. It's just I don't understand. I think it's it's one of those when when a man is coming to the end, and I think he knows he's coming to the end. He, he's just he's kind of half is he rebelling against what he should do? I don't mm. know. But I, it it makes absolutely no sense. I I haven't got a clue why he did that. To be honest, it's just it's frustrating. I don't think he understands. I don't think he understands what we are as a club. I don't think. I th- I think he thinks he's still sitting managing Colchester or or you know so a, a club that doesn't have the stature that what we have because I mean this that's just absolutely ridiculous. I kind of there's there's no words to sort of. I mean there's nothing I can say it to back him up on that. It just it makes no sense. It's. Yeah, I agree. He is he is the sole reason. Well, he's not the sole reason, but he's a massive, massive part <laughs> that we haven't went on to win that game today and he's got a lot of explaining to do. But all, all he's going to do in his interview is say how we should have won 2-1 because we should have had a penalty. That's all he's going to say. Yeah. So that that's how he's going to back himself up. So I was, was going to say, now, no, just when, when you were saying, oh, he's, he's making decisions or it looks as if he's a man who, who knows that the end's coming. If he knows that the end's coming, he's going to want to be getting himself another job and he's doing himself no bloody favours and getting yeah. getting himself another gig as and when. I, I think it's just a case of when he's rather than He's being stubborn though. That's what I'm saying. He's being yeah. stubborn. He's, he's saying I'm not going to change it. Yeah, that, that's what I mean by saying that. He's being stubborn. He's not going to change the way that he manages or the way that he sets up. He's not going to do that. Like at the end of the day, we've seen how stubborn he is. He's not going to change anything. He's just going to stick to the, you know, what he thinks works. What's worked with him a couple of times in the past. It's ridiculous. It is, it is ridiculous. And, and, you know, even everyone's been crying out for, for some of the young players to come in and even using the occasion of bringing Embleton on, which is, which is what everyone's been crying out for. He still manages to get that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, uh. he's not brought him on for, for Gooch. He was quite clearly struggling. He's done it with eight minutes to go. 
and then why on earth he's brought power on for Gooch it, it, coming into stoppage time and only using two of the five subs when you can quite clearly see everyone or there was a number of players out there that were absolutely knackered. Mm. You know, Ledbitter was absent in that last 20 minutes. If I was going to make a change, it would probably be power for Ledbitter just for a bit of energy. And I would have done it 20 minutes beforehand. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Uh, I agree with you, Ant, and I think Parkinson's cost us two points and it's not the first points that he's cost us this season. Yeah, and like I say now, I touched on that earlier on, we're now eighth in the league. So if that's improvement, you know, whoever's in charge of Sunderland these days, if that's improvement, then, you know, there's just no words. I've got no words for it. Just get rid of him. Just please get rid of him. It's like I said before, it's it's hard for me because I did back him and I wanted him to do well. And the reason I wanted him to do well is because I think it's when a manager comes in who has no support and then kind of wins a fan base over in kind of, you know, Get some promoted. It's quite. It's a fairy tale. It's nice, and and, and I wanted him to do well, but he's done himself no favors. I mean, he's coming to a no. club that was already, you know, I'd say eighty percent of the fan base were already thinking that he wasn't the man for the job, and and then he's he's done nothing to win them over. He had a brief run last season, which half you know won people over, but now nah, it's yeah, yeah, you're right. He's he's cost us. Well, he's a big part of costing us points, and yeah, we yeah. we need to change over. Uh, so on on that uh, rather dull, miserable front, we'll go into the players' ratings. Um, so Remy Matthews, bomber, didn't have to do a lot. Not no fault for the goal. He he didn't have to do a lot, but I thought his kicking was an absolute abysmal today. There was a couple of times where he, he's kicked the ball straight out to their to one of their strikers. I think he sliced one out to to Luca Nine, which he ended up heading out of play. So I I'll give him a five. Because uh, actually, he did make that one good stop for that one chance. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce trying to pronounce that Doncaster player's name. No, uh, he had a chance which he should have put away. And actually, um, I think Matthews pulled off a half decent save there, but he didn't really do anything else. He kicked him as poor, so five. Okay, no problems. Uh, I'll take Conor McLaughlin. Um, I thought that was quite comfortably his best game of Sunderland top. I thought attacking wise, he was decent. I thought his delivery was a lot better than like you know Denver Humes for for one. Um, thought he defended very, very well. I have given him a seven. Would like to see that improvement go into further games because it kind of makes the absence of Willis a bit less noticeable. So I thought he was really, really good. Niall will go to Bailey Wright. Yeah, he did all right, didn't he? And you can't really slate him too much. Like, like we touched on before, the defence weren't bad today and he's obviously a core part of the defence. I, I give him a start, I, I give him a six. I thought he was... Mm. He, he was yeah. It wasn't the worst performance we've seen him in a Sunderland shirt. wasn't the best, but he did all right, did his job. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a six. Bomber will go for Tom Flanagan. Um, it's like you said before there, really good bar the uh, bar the last kick of the game for the goal. Yeah, so I was actually on the verge of, of giving Flanagan an eight, I think. I think defensively, his, just shepherding the ball out or, or easing defenders off the ball, his defensive play generally was brilliant, apart from that one lapse where he's got turned. So I can't, I'll still give him a seven because I thought he was very, very good. It's the best I've seen him in a long time, certainly defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was borderline eight, but that mistake... Um, which led to the goal, dropped into a seven, but it was still very good for 91 minutes. Yeah, no, I'll take Luke on nine. I've given him a six. Thought it was just a steady game from him. Uh, I think you can you can tell he's carrying a knock because he wasn't as um, dynamic going forward as what he was, but mm. defensively thought he was thought he was very good. And he obviously took a knock early on, clattered to the head, which may have affected him. Yeah, just a steady six. Can't really say too much about him, actually. Um, Denver Hume, Niall, delivery today was shocking, wasn't it? His delivery's always shocking. I don't understand why, you know, I have this conversation every week about Denver Hume. His delivery is awful. It's it. Why mm. why isn't he getting an arm around him and getting coached properly? Because his delivery is absolutely shocking. He gets in good positions. He makes mm. good runs, but nah, it's awful. Um, 
I went with a six, believe right. it. Yeah, I went yeah. with a six. I don't know if you think that's too high. I just thought he was a bit... I didn't think he... It's not the worst game he's had for us. And like I say, defensively, we weren't bad. And, and I, I kind of put the defenders all in one. But I, yeah, I went with a six sort of uh, just above average. But yeah, he's you're right. His delivery is, is awful. And he need, he does need coached. For me, on Friday... If McFadden's fit, I play him like because I think his Same. delivery is absolutely awful, and it has been the last like like you just said the last. Yeah, few. he does everything well up until the fi- that final ball. Like yeah. he's absolutely brilliant up until that final ball, and it just it lets himself lets him down. Yeah, totally agree. Bomber, you've got Grant Ledbetter, obviously rocket of a goal. Um, I agreed with what you said before, tired in the second half, but yeah, you know, that's not his fault. It was a, a much improved on last week. Yeah, so the first half he was very tidy. It dictated the play. He was good in that that kind of pivot role. Um, turning turning defence into attack. There was a couple of times actually he was probably the furthest player back when we when we've got the ball, picking it up, trying to marshal things. Obviously the goal was an absolute worldie, but he was a bit anonymous second half, particularly that last twenty minutes or so. But I'd have him at a seven. Um, yeah. No no higher than that. I don't think just because he did get tired. No problem at all. Oh, just scoring. I'll take just scoring. I I don't know what's just scoring. You know, it, as much as you know the praise he gets, he runs about. Yeah, but. That's what you, the bare minimum you expect from a footballer to run about. Uh, his delivery, you know, today, same as Demi Ramsey, delivery was shocking. Yeah, Especially set on set pieces. Crap, yeah. We've got Ledbetter and Maguire. And I just don't know with him. He just, he doesn't seem to light the game up for us. And I, I, just, I barely notice him there, you know, which is, it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. So at least he's not doing much wrong, but I can't give him any more than a five. Well, some players, that's how they play. And they actually, mm-hmm. they, they benefit the team by being almost anonymous because they do the, you know, like a, like a Kante used to be, yeah. you know, but although, you know, mm. doesn't ever do anything spectacular, but without him in the team, um, you notice it. Well, it's like Henderson, so I'm, isn't it? I'm still on the fence with him. It's like Henderson. It's, yeah. Yeah, like, like does the does the dirty work, does the clear up work. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree, yeah. I think that's probably the first and only ever time anyone will compare Josh Scott to Jordan Henderson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll uh, go over that Can now. I just and... say, he, he compared him to Kante, which, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was not a direct comparison. When Nemo was mine, I was just saying that's the kind of thing to do. I didn't actually compare him. But yeah. yeah. Champions League winners or Josh Squam. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> while you're on now, we'll have Chris Maguire. Again, it's a difficult one. Uh, I'd actually give him a six. It's like Lionel Messi, but not. <laughs> I'd give him a six, to be honest with you. I didn't think he did too much wrong. I didn't think he did anything amazing. He was pretty He was pretty quiet compared to what Chris Maguire normally is, isn't he? wasn't he? But, mm. um, yeah, I'd just give him a standard, if, you know, standard six, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think he was. I don't think he was low enough for a five. I, I think he he was. You know, he was all right. But yeah, six standard yeah. six. Yeah, I, I agree. Just average, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I've gone. I've gone. Lyndon Gooch, and I've given him a seven. I thought actually that Lyndon Gooch was really good today. I thought attacking wise, he was really good. Thought his his retention of the ball was excellent. Didn't really keep. Uh, didn't really lose the ball that often. Should have had a penalty. Did well for the goal. Took a knock in the second half. Probably should have been sub, but again, that's not his fault. Um, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed watching him today. And Bomber, <laughs> last but not least for the for the <laughs> eleven, it's the <laughs> your number the one fan, <laughs> Charlie the White. The enigma, Charlie White. I'm so glad you left Charlie White for me. Um, <laughs> shite, I've given him a, a four, and he can yeah, thank me for yeah. it. The only thing he did all game was r- make a forty yard run back to right back and make a tackle. Won the ball back and then immediately gave it away. He's brought the ball down on his chest and it's gone out for a frigging goal kick. <laughs> uh, he's he's been pushed off the board too easy. His first touch is crap. He, he completes probably one in every four passes. He doesn't look threatening. 
just just go away. Yeah. <laughs> the bother is with them, every opposition striker I see when we play every week, it's like, oh, he do well at Sunday, he do well at Every week you've seen it, and then, oh, we've got Charlie Wag. Um, I'll quickly rattle the subs off. That's all right. I mean, Elliot Embleton thought he did well, you know, in the eight minutes he had. Thought he was quick, quickly nip and tidy. So I'll give him a six. Max Power, I've given him a zero. Not because it's Max Power, it's because um, he was barely on the pitch. Yeah. So any really will not give him a mark. Um, right, and rate the manager. <laughs> I, I mm. love this new feature that we've done. Rate the manager, Niall. Eh? Um, I'm I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a, a four. And the reason I'm going to give him a four is because... Don't give us that look, Bart. I've just, honestly... Four? Yeah, the four, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we haven't been hammered, have we? We haven't been hammered. Yes, he probably <laughs> is... That's your benchmark. That's your benchmark for a just slightly than average performance. <laughs> We're playing Don Gaster Rovers in League One Auto. All right, we haven't been hammered. <laughs> well, well, 30 seconds... Is that all low it's got to? <laughs> Well, 30 seconds away from a win, I think it's harsh to give... What would you give him a two? Is that what you would have given him, a two or a one? Because that, that's ridiculous. We drew 1-1. So one, one. You, give... you can't give a manager a two or a one when we drew 1-1 one, one away from home. I'm going to give him a one because it's a, it's, a it's a mark for every minute before we were about to win 1-0. Right. Um, mm. Before his lack of changes, you see, cost us. that's just that's just you being annoyed rather than actually looking into it and thinking about. I'll give what him a two. Was... I'll give him a two oh, for bringing M button on. Now you've changed you because go. I've I've challenged you on it. You've changed it. All so... right. Well, in that case, I'm going down. I'm down to one and a half <laughs> for bringing him on too late. <laughs> right. Well, I've given him a two, right. um, and yeah, and and I have got you know arguments for the two. To, to lower it down because had he made them substitutions in the 60th minute when Lyndon Gooch got injured in this, you know, in the whichever minutes to take Charlie White off, which he had 45 to do it, like what Bomber mentioned, Grant Ledbetter was knackered, you know, and we've got five subs to bring on. You've got Max Power to bring on for Ledbetter. You've got Elliot Emmelton to bring on for Maguire or Gooch. You've got Danny Gray and Will Grigg to bring on. You've got these players to come on. And to do that with eight minutes to go, when we as fans... Who, you know, we're not football managers, we're just fans. And we noticing this, we're noticing that players are gassed out. We notice that players are playing shite. He's getting paid to make them decisions and he's not doing them. So he shouldn't be getting any more than a two. You know, and not you know, I'm, and I'm not having this thing that, oh, we've drew one one against Doncaster Rovers. These are below us in the league. These are games we need to be winning because we got beat off fucking MK Dons last week. Mm. You know what I mean? These are games that we now have to win. We're eighth in the fucking table. You know what I mean? It, it, no more than a two. Absolutely no more. And I'm going in on him, so... absolutely furious about that, to be honest I'm with you. I'm fuming. I'm but, absolutely but, starting well, and... well, the reason the reason I give him a four, right, because we're going off this performance, right, I think, I feel like you're, you're giving him a score on what you think he's done at Sunderland overall. That kind of, that's what it feels like you're no, doing. No, I'm not. I'm no, giving him a score on today. But it doesn't feel like won. that. It doesn't feel like that, because if that was... But if that was Sam Allardyce or something like that who would have been doing all right, you you would have been like, yeah, he's made some bad decisions today. But you know, we're getting a point away from home. We'll give him we'll we'll give him a four. Like that's what you yeah, would have the, done. The, but because the, you no, already no. hate him, you've given him a one. No, because the difference is that Sam Allardyce Sam Allardyce was pl- was managing us in the Premier League when we were expected to lose pretty much every game. Yeah. But even if it was Sam Allardyce in this league, it would have been the same. That's what I'm saying. No. He's drew away. He's drew. League, he's drew away from home. Yes, it wasn't great. I give him a four. I give him below average, but I don't. I think a one. I think a one is pretty unfair. Well, but everyone, everyone, 
everyone everyone get on Twitter and give Niall some pelters yeah. to, to be <laughs> fair though I mean we have covered quite a lot we've covered Jordan Henderson comparing him with Josh Scorn and now we're comparing Sam Allardyce with Phil fucking Parkinson it's gone it's just gone <laughs> we've, we've lost it we've lost it all we've lost it all it's all gone I lost it all a <laughs> long time ago didn't we, Bef- before <laughs> before we kind of descend into absolute anarchy we'll, we'll leave it at that you know we'll be back tomorrow where we'll obviously I think Gavin Connor are back on again and they'll go over even more of this Dross. Right, argument what we've just had <laughs> um, so yeah we'll, we'll end with that you can catch us on the on the Acast on the Spotify on the YouTube on everything uh, we'll be back I'm sure hopefully more happier next week but I, uh, I seriously doubt into this manager to be honest and to be honest I'm, I'm going to do inverted commas manager because he's fucking not he's an absolute joke anyway we'll see you soon and I'm sorry for not being more positive see ya Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.